Buenos dias. Welcome to Daily Devotions once again with El Padre. It's nice to see you today on this wonderful Friday morning. Uh, I hope you've had uh, plenty of coffee and, uh, I don't know, pancakes. Lots of pancakes. Today, we are in Acts chapter 4. Verses 1 through 22. 1 through 22. Uh, yesterday, my daughter said, Dad, you don't have to sing everything. And I was like, well, I mean, you kind of need to. So uh, jumping in, uh, we are in the second half of what we learned yesterday with Pastor Dan. Uh, talking about the healing of the lame man. And so it begins in the middle of of everything that happened. So um, basically, um, think about it like this. Uh, at the beginning of this chapter, um, like it's still in the midst of everything taking place. Um, like the guy is healed. Uh, Peter preaches in Solomon's colonnade. And, like, there's still people there at the colonnade. And, like, he's still speaking to the people. And so verse 1 says, While they were still speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple police and the Sadducees confronted them because they were annoyed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So they seized them and took them into custody until the next day, until it was already evening. But many of those who heard the message believed. The number of men came to about 5,000. What's interesting is, um, you know, they are like roughly like what? Three months, maybe max, uh, out, out of the resurrection. Um, you have uh, Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday, depending on which, how you call it. And then the next, you have Pentecost, is 50 days later. And so that's just short of two months, right? And so um, right after that, Pentecost Sunday is chapter two. Like maybe sometime in that third month, uh, maybe it's still like, like, I don't know, like a couple of days after Pentecost, I don't know. Uh, but we know that like there's, not a lot of time has passed. They they have seen Jesus with their eyes. Uh, they they had what we talked about a couple of days ago at the end of John, where uh, you know they're all in the boat and um, Jesus had had you know told them to cast out the fish and then the fish you know they, they cast it and uh, this giant amount of fish comes in and all the disciples are all excited and they come to the shore. And uh, Peter has this one-on-one -on -one time with, with Jesus and he says, feed my sheep, right? Like all this stuff happens and it's not been that long, um, you know, a couple months. Uh, and so all of this is is fully fresh in their eyes. Uh, they, in their minds, they, they are fully 100% convinced, uh, you know, 
they can proclaim the resurrection of the dead, not because it's just something that they heard at church on a Sunday. Oh, Jesus taught this message. I am the resurrection and the life. No, either they watched Jesus rise from the dead. Uh, they saw his body. They put their hands in his hands and in his side. They can tell, they can see, like he's eating fish. Like he's not dead. He's not a ghost. He's Jesus alive and well. And so they are preaching. Uh, plus, you know, they've they've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Um you could say in, in many ways that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, which basically is just they were immersed. They were immersed in the Holy Spirit. So inside and out, they are consumed by the presence of God. And so they are walking that out. And so they, they heal this guy um, and then they get arrested and this is what takes place next, starting in verse 5. The next day, the rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and all the members of the high priestly family. After they had Peter and John stand before them, they began to question them. By what power or in what name have you done this? Uh, in other words, they wanted to see their credentials. Uh, you, you could say, um, like today, um, where did you get your doctorate degree? Or under who did you learn? Like which trade school did you did you learn under? If you're a mechanic, you know, who, who did your, certi where's your certification? Uh, you know, if you're a pastor, like for me, like my certification is through the missionary church. That means a lot. Um, you know, where your credentials are from, it, everywhere. It means a lot. It, it lets us know whether we can trust you, whether or not um, we can believe what you say or, or how, how, uh, how much we can trust you. Like if you, if you tell me, hey, you know what, um, this, this I, I studied under um, John MacArthur, I know right away, like I have a reference point. I, I know what John MacArthur sounds like. I've, I know the kinds of things he teaches. Uh, I've read stuff of his. I've listened to stuff of his. Uh, if you get up and you tell me, oh, you know, like, um, I'm doing this under the authority of Joel Olstein, we know what kind of, of person he is. And so uh, there, there's, uh, there, there's an association there we can trust or not trust uh, based on the person that you are operating under. By what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man, by what means was he healed? Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him... This man is standing here before you healthy. Real quick, uh, I want to, to bring a thought before you. Maybe you've never thought about this. Maybe you have. Uh, there's these, this idea that because it says here, Peter, who was clearly filled with the Holy Spirit, um, over here in chapter 2, um, when it says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, um, 
Then, yeah, in verse 4, in chapter 2, verse 4, then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. That there, there are sometimes people teach that um, when it says, like, he's filled here again, that it makes it sound as if he used up all the Holy Spirit he had, and therefore now he needs to be refilled again for God to speak to him. Like, I don't think that that is uh, what Luke here, who is the author, uh, is trying to convey. Um, I think he's just trying to say, uh, like, that the Spirit took control and spoke through him. Uh, I think that that would be a better way for us to, to think of it, because that's what he's trying to say here. Um, and if we... Let's, let's go down then to what he's saying, that it's by the name of Jesus Christ, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man is standing here before you healthy. This, this is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Listen, this is the name by which we operate as believers. Uh, we don't operate under any other name. We don't operate under Jesse Eisenhower uh, we, it's, we don't operate under, uh, you know, the head of, of the missionary church, uh, which, which we do in theory. Uh, but those names don't save you. Uh, you know, the name of Jesus alone. Uh, and it, he goes on to say, this is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. Um, in other words, he's he's saying... Uh, that these these Jewish leaders, that these these uh, the the Sanhedrin, uh, that these priests, the royal the the high priests, that they've rejected Jesus, uh, and Jesus has now become the cornerstone, meaning everything rests on him, everything. Um, and so he goes on to say, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved uh this is 100 percent and like another verse that backs up the idea uh that while we want to be as inclusive as possible meaning anybody and everybody is welcome to come to jesus um that it is only by his name that you can be saved uh that that it's there there's no other way to the father uh, there's there's no other way to be saved. You have to come through Jesus. And Jesus, when you come to him, uh, it should be with repentance. Uh, like we're not, um, you know, coming to him thinking that we're the stuff and therefore Jesus is now lucky to have us. Like that's not at all uh, the way it's supposed to be. That we're coming to him recognizing we're full of sin, that we are desperate for his forgiveness and we need that and then we come uh and then we submit ourselves to him to his teaching that we want to obey his word and we choose to follow that um this does not imply um that you can be saved through any other religion uh the, in fact um all of these other religions um according to this would be empty and so um this isn't meant to be like harsh for anyone. This isn't meant to be like, oh, Christians hate everybody else. That's that's not it. It's just recognizing that if you want to be saved from your sin, you have to come to and through Jesus.
And when you do that, it requires uh, repentance, it requires turning from sin. Um, and so then it says here in verse 13, when they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Uh, if there's anything that I want you to get out of this today is number one, if you can memorize uh, verse 12, I think that that would be really important. Uh, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. Uh, verse 13, that Peter is bold. Uh, Peter and John are both bold. Uh, and their boldness comes because they had been with Jesus. Uh, this is something that if, if you're a buddy of mine from Revive, like you've, you've heard this plenty of times, uh, with Jesus, when you spend time with Jesus, it results in boldness. Um, one of the things that I think is interesting here is that, uh, you know, they're being observed as uneducated and untrained. In other words, these, these people are not the smartest people in, in like they're not going to win awards, spelling bee awards. These are not people who um, are probably going to be like Elon Musk, who uh, you know can build rocket ships based on a plan that he created himself and it, it worked. Like these aren't that kind of person. These aren't high scholar people that uh, you know. They're not the people that we would have picked to be uh, the stars of Christianity. Uh, these are just people who have been with Jesus, that Jesus chose. Um, and these are people who are untrained, they're uneducated, and they're amazing people because of their boldness. Uh, the boldness comes because of what they saw. And we see this here, you know, later on, he says this um, in verse 20, for we are unable to speak, to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard that like they they can't stop speaking about it because they've they've been with Jesus. Uh they've been with the resurrected Jesus. They've been with the 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 pre-resurrected Jesus. The, they Peter was there, John was there at the cross. He watched him die. He watched him buried in the tomb. Um you, you know, you, you see Peter who who's there denies him three times. Uh, they, they were there when they thought the body was gone, uh, that somebody had kidnapped the body. Uh, they ran to the tomb. They were there for that. And then they were also there when Jesus just shows up in this room. Now, my wife and I had this fun discussion yesterday about how, you know, do you think he like walked through the wall to get there or if he just like appeared? Either way, he went through, he just shows up. Either way, it's miraculous. Either way, it's amazing. Either way, it's crazy. And either way, John and Peter saw it. Uh, and so it's important for us to recognize that they are convinced. So uh, another way you could say that is they believe. Um, but I think like we need to, to think of it in terms of convinced. There is nothing going to change their minds because they saw it. Verse 14, and since they saw the man who had been stand, uh, healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in opposition. So uh, when Peter responds boldly to them, they don't even know what to say. Uh, all, you know, there's only one name under heaven in which you can be saved. Sorry, I got no response because the guy 
that you that, that was healed is standing like he's right here. He was healed in Jesus' name. After they ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin, they conferred among themselves, saying, What should we do with these men? For, for an obvious sign has been done through them, clear to everyone living in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. This is my prayer uh, for Redeeming Life Fellowship. This is my prayer for the church at large, uh, that God would fill his people, uh, come on his people, immerse his people in a way uh, that we would go about proclaiming the, the good news, that we would go out teaching the resurrection of the dead, that we would go out uh, and see signs, wonders, and miracles done in the name of Jesus, that people, when they talk about it, would say that this is clear to everyone and we cannot deny it. Uh, that this happened in Jesus' name, it's clear to everyone, we can't deny it. Uh, this is why, um, you know, uh, one of the things that, um, that I think is important is, um, I think it's important to have doctor's reports, um, that before you or I, or anyone says, oh yeah, we're healed. Um, especially if it's something that's not like physical, uh, like super obvious, like somebody whose arm is like broken in half, uh, that just like, you know their arm like comes back together or grows again another arm or something like that like unless that happens where everybody sees it uh if it there are people that i know that i've seen that have been healed uh and so one of the ways that that we we don't talk about that healing until it's confirmed like yeah you were going to the doctor for for pain um we prayed for you they got healed you go back and they verify that it's it's no longer an issue. That is something that allows it to be so that we cannot deny it. Uh, my prayer is that God would increase that, especially now uh, in the times that we are in. Uh, but so that this does not spread any further amongst the people that threaten them against speaking to anyone in his name. So they called for them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all, in the name of Jesus. You know, the name that just healed a guy that uh, that they have seen raised from the dead, um, that name. Uh, Peter and John answered, whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you or rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. I think this is the most amazing reply uh, because it shows respect for their positions it shows respect and honor for, for who they are and the, the positions that they hold. Uh, and, you know, they're not, they're not saying, look, we're not out to be rebellious, but we can't stop telling people. Like, we've seen Jesus. He's alive. And uh, we, we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. There is a resurrection of the dead. Jesus is the cornerstone. Uh, he, is, he has been crucified and raised again. We have to talk about it. Why? Because we saw it. And there's no other name in which a man can be saved. This is the kind of message that people are, are, are willing to leave absolutely everything behind in order to follow what God wants to use them to do, uh, to, to preach this message. After threatening them further, they released them. They found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what had been done. 
for this sign of healing had been performed on a man who was over 40 years old. For 40 years, this guy sat at a gate uh, begging for money. Crippled since birth. Lame since birth, according to, to, to my version. This is a guy who's never worked. This is a guy who has never been able to, to do anything on his own. Never able to pay his own bills. He's always at the mercy of the people around him. And here, uh, Peter and John, in the name of Jesus, tell him to get up and walk. This guy gets up and walks. Uh, and they all get arrested. Uh, and they they say, um, like, you know, they can't really do anything about it to Peter and John. Why? Because everybody, everybody in Jerusalem, like this this whole community knows this guy. And they're all giving glory to God. And the priest's job is to give glory to God. It's to guard the Torah. It's it's to uh, to to release the word of God. And they they really they should have recognized Jesus as Messiah already, but they haven't. And so um, at this particular point, they they choose not to do anything. Uh, but I think it's awesome for us to recognize. Here's a man who had been who was over forty years old, uh, gets dramatically healed. And thousands of people get saved because of it. I, my prayer is that this exact thing is happening in the body of Christ worldwide, uh, especially here in America. That God would show up with signs and wonders, filling his people so that they can do the work that they have been commissioned to do. Leading to thousands of people, surrendering themselves to Jesus and uh, trans being transformed by by that. And, Let's uh let's just close there. Let's take a moment and let's pray. Lord, we, we just come before you. Uh, Lord, I pray for everybody listening to this video. Lord, I pray that you would fill your people with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that we would be okay with uh, crazy things, that we would be bold. Lord, that we would recognize that if we are, um, that we are, are to be like Peter and John, filled with boldness, that are, we're willing to not be silent, uh, that you can't shut us up because we've, we are witnesses to what God has done in our lives uh, and that we we believe as well. We are convinced as well uh, that there is no other name under heaven in which a man can be saved. And so, Father, we ask today, empower your people, send your people out, and let's transform the United States of America for your glory and not for ours. Lord, we want to be like Peter and John, Lord, who, who perform a miracle, but yet the whole community is giving glory to you because ultimately it's you and your son's name it's jesus christ uh that's the name that healed this person it's nothing that peter did it's nothing john did it's nothing they did in their own strength it's just obeying you it's just listening to you it's just rising up with power that you gave in jesus name amen well thank you so much for joining us today on this a little long daily devotion but uh, i think you can handle it so if you're new to the channel please subscribe or follow uh click the little bell so you can be notified whenever a new video or podcast comes available uh if you love what you're seeing and hearing you can share these videos please uh, and also if you can uh consider uh partnering with us by financially contributing we are uh, part of a nonprofit redeeming life fellowship and so you can donate in a tax deductible way and that information is in the description below thank you so much for joining us peace out Crimson. see you tomorrow